are back in the football shed, the put, put, podcast for football fans that live in the wrong time zone. My name's John Hewitt. Jeff King is here. G'day. G'day, Jeffa. And we're here for another Shed special, which I can never actually say. It's part of our new fan series, um, talking to fans of Premier League clubs across Australia about the upcoming Premier League season. Um, and today it's the turn of Liverpool. And we are joined by Wayne. Welcome, Wayne. Thank you, guys. It's good to be here. Thanks for coming on. And, thanks, for, uh, thanks for dragging me to this one, John. Good one. Yeah, I'd <laughs> like to let everyone know at home. Wayne's wearing, proudly wearing his Liverpool shirt and then <laughs> Jeff is wearing his Everton shirt. So, and me as the Man United fans, I've got to be the uh, neutral one, apparently. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we go. Um, but Wayne, before we get into talking about Liverpool, we kind of find, want to find out a little bit about you as a football fan. So uh, we're going to play a game called Zidane or Kill Ban. <laughs> so, as you can tell, Jeff came up with the name because it's cool bands in it. But it's quite a simple game. We're going to give you a few t- things in football um, and you can decide whether it's Zidane, it's good, or it's Kabat, Kill Band, it's shit. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. The first one is VAR. <sighs> I think that says everything. Yeah. <laughs> Kilban? Yes, Kilban. Very much so. Um, and the second one is the A-League. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is tricky. Now, I'm, I'm going I'm to be a bit patriotic. I'll say Zidane. Yeah, well, because I, I think uh, there's an upside to the A-League. It's had a bad couple of years, hasn't it? But I think yeah. that, that it seems to be getting some things right now. And I think the next three or four years look like it could be pretty good. Yeah. So, so if you're going to say... Nothing wrong with the football. Nothing yeah. wrong with the football. I think, as we, we all know, the problem lies uh, off the field. Yeah, t- totally agree. Um, so, A-League plus VAR, what are we doing? Sitting in kind of Tony Hibbard territory? Somewhere <laughs> in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe, maybe. No, it's a Okay. Your last Zidane or Kilban Wayne. Yeah. Chelsea's summer signings. Oh, good question, John. Great question. I'm ready. I'm going to take two answers to this if I can. All right. Zidane, but uh, with the coach in charge, I think it's going to be a kill vein. <laughs> oh, you and Jeff are going to get on well. We can, we can, be, we can be friends. I have zero time for Frank Lampard as a coach. I don't know what, how he landed in that. Anyone who listens to this podcast regularly knows, knows my opinion. What do you think about Lampard? All right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to sum it up in one game. All right. Um, Everyone raved about how good they've done. Yeah, well done to him. But as someone said, they did similar, you know, previous season and he did inherit a pretty good squad. Uh, what's his name? Hazard. But yep. um, when they played us, when they played us, they had to. They had a must-win game. We were basically on holiday already and we still put five past them. So, yep. and I think also, you know, squad-wise, um, unless they sort that keeper and some of those defenders out, I think they're still going to have the same problems. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, it seems like they've bought a lot of players, but I'm not sure they've bought the right players. So. Yeah, a bit top heavy up front. I mean, they'll, they'll be amazing going forward, no doubt about it. And yeah. Um, but yeah, what's FFP? What's that rule again? Anyway, yes. not <laughs> <laughs> last man sitting about that. I'm not sure how it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, well, wait. Let's get into Liverpool then. So, mm-hmm. congratulations on last season, the first championship in 30 years. It must be pretty exciting to. Uh, have won the league. Um, how do you follow it up this year? Are you going to do it again? 
You'd like to think so. Um, wow, that's that's a it's a it's a tough question. It, it is. I would admit it's still quite a very surreal experience. Not just because it's you know been thirty years and I'm old enough to remember you know enjoy the last ones during the eighties, but um, just with everything else going on, you know, with the this virus and everything, or what did Klopp call it? This bullshit virus. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was it was strange. But don't get me wrong. Great, nonetheless. But this year, could we? Could we look? I guess the aim is to always, you know, win it again. But um, I don't think we're going to see another season like last season well, for I, a lot I was of good reasons. Yeah, and I think because you've been so good for two years now, you had the Champions League win and got ninety-seven mm. points and didn't win the league, and then backed it up again in strange circumstances to keep it going for a third year. Is is there enough energy in that squad to keep it going? I think the mentality is right. I think, if anything, it'll probably be physical fatigue. Obviously, you know, we're probably going to talk about this a bit more, but, um, you know, a lot of unrest amongst us fans about them not necessarily going out and perhaps reinforcing that squad in certain areas and kind of, you know, sort of not sitting on the fence, but I'm not panicking, but it would be nice to maybe get one or two, um, you know, areas covered, mainly for the squad. But, yeah, tough call. But that said, I still think we're the best equipped um, I think spine-wise, I don't think you're going to find a better side. Well, there isn't a better side in the league. No. And uh, but beyond that first eleven, um, yeah, there's a few question marks. So yeah, it's, well, let's, it's, let's yeah. Look, got um, some, some before we move on to recruitment because I'm very interested to, to hear your opinion. I, I'm going to take look. I've taken my Everton hat off for this whole interview. I have nothing but respect for what you guys did last year. It was excellent to watch. Some Thank you. Uh, um. Uh, to be honest, it was part of the evolution of football, and any team that does that, I have nothing but um, nothing but time for. But mm. um, is there a part of you that feels after the after the season ended the way it did, with the kind of with the disruption, the no fans? Is there a part of you that feels like th- there's something missing from that? And I don't mean the celebration. I don't mean having a party. I mean, I mean just the achievement itself. It does it come with an asterisk? I wouldn't say it comes with an asterisk, not necessarily against the team, but maybe personally. And I've spoken to a lot of mates about this and probably similar my age, you know, those that were around in the 80s and can remember all this. So it, it it's not that it took away from the achievement, but rather maybe just from a personal level. Yeah, I think it did take a little shine off it. And as I said, it's not so much that it, it, it it's not that the team didn't perform, you know, because what they did was, you know, pretty much outstanding you know i'm pretty and i hate using that word but compared to what you know even <laughs> yep. at times of the 80s we did stuff that you know i couldn't even believe um but yeah it it could have been i felt like yeah it definitely was missing something so let's say if we win it again this season in front of fans i think for me personally it would probably hit up home a lot harder emotionally well, yeah you know, there, was almost, with- there was almost there wasn't there wasn't the kind of um you know when for example, like, you know, when you win up with a last-minute kick of the season, it wasn't that kind of feeling. It was we knew for a long time, and it was almost like the inevitable. So it, some of us, it was a bit more relief, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, like, finally, great, we won it. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, a, different for people, but for me. There's a thing with football fans. The best, One of the best things about football is sharing it with your mates and being able to be down the pub or wherever you watch your football, whether it's in the stadium or... If you're here in Australia and you're with the mates at a house or whatever, the mm. fact that you can share that experience, you can jump around and hug each other and go, this is amazing. And we all just sat yes. at home watching it on our own. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I know. And it, it just it weird. does take that little bit of gloss off what that emotional experience should have been. Very much so. Um, I mean, look, about probably about a week later, a couple of mates of mine in Melbourne and we all got on Zoom and um, basically just had a bit of a big drinking session kind of celebrating. But, yeah, it wasn't, you know, I felt a little bit more like a, <laughs> an after party more than anything. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so moving moving on to the the football, well, the recruitment as you mentioned. Um, so I, I was doing a bit of digging because I think it's a bit odd too. You know, when Klopp came out a few weeks back or a month ago and said, you know, there's not much money in there to to be replenishing the squad, at least at the level of quality that's required to be better than your second string. And when I say yeah. your second string, I mean the kind of Oxley Chamberlain's, Naby Cater's, the yes. those players who are excellent, but they're not you know, there's a reason why they're not starting for you. Um, So to replace players like that with with better players. So, you know, Klopp in his time at Liverpool has spent about 400 million, but he's recouped about 340. So he's got a Mm. net spend of about 60, 70 million pounds. Where's the rest of the money gone? You know, when clubs like Man United spend 400 million net, why, why is there an empty pot? Okay. So this is where it gets interesting. So, I don't know if you guys are active on Twitter or not, but I've been quite active on there for a number of years. But there's a very, really good account. He's a gunner and he's based, uh, I think, in the UK, but he's called Swiss Ramble. Definitely recommend you follow him. So he put a long thread and he goes, it's pretty much works in finance. So he dissects teams and leagues um, finances and he pretty much dissected Liverpool's and pretty much kind of stated what we sort of always know that, you know, our owners FSG are very shrewd, very conservative. They only ever pay basically um, all their expenses are covered by their um, basically incoming. So essentially it's always selling, um, you know, to basically buy. So I think every year there's been about a net spend of about something like 10 million or something like that, if not. And I think we're actually um, in in the, still about maybe three or four million, you know, to good to go this season already. So, <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's you know, because a lot of people said, oh, you look, you know, you went and bought Van Dyke, you went and bought Allison and Fabinho, but, a lot of people forget that, well, you know, we sold Coutinho. Yeah. Sold, um, you know, you look at some of the other players that we flogged off for, you know, it was a Bournemouth. I don't know how we got like 15 million for Jordan Ive and all those other yeah. kind of Dominic players. Solanke. You made money out of Dominic <laughs> Solanke. That's the best <laughs> thing he's ever done. Yes, I know. Mm. Yeah. And and like he hasn't, what, he scored one goal since, I think. But um, <laughs> look, the thing is, it's not just Klopp. It's um, Edwards as well. Um, he's uh, the director of... Know, kind of guy brains behind it sort of in the back as far as uh, you know making all these deals this yeah look incredibly true but i guess you know and, and they're, they're reinvesting in the stadium and the new training facility um but yeah you know it would be nice if they just said hey look let's just go and spunk a little bit more and coming back to recruiting as well as i said the spine's fine i don't think we need necessarily um first team players we need but quality and depth up front Definitely, mm-hmm. and probably another centre back because Lovren's gone. Yeah. Um, and you know that said, Klopp is just you know he's made a career out of it at Mainz at Dortmund, just unearthing these kind of rough diamonds, you know, a rough little, you know, raw talent, and just turning them into you know world class players. So this season, I'm expecting to see some of the youngsters shine a lot more, and probably also um, you know Takumi Minamino. And yeah. um, probably Curtis Jones will get a lot of a lot more time, and hopefully, if he stays fit, Cater as well will get a bit more prominent, you know, in, in running. But I still I'm think a big fan. I'd like a bit more. 
Yeah, I was going to say I'm a big fan of Naby Keita. I think he's a guy that could um, come on. But yeah, if you were gonna, if you were able, you were in charge of the checkbook, Wayne. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is there someone you'd go out and get? Because I, I I tend to agree that you've got this amazing first team, but where there's a little bit when you bring on Divock Origi. As, yeah. in, as a Man United fan, I kind of go, well, that's a bit easier. Um, mm. <laughs> and mm. when you look at Man City squad and they bring on yes. a Mares or a Gabriel mm. Jesus, you kind of go, mm. oh, crap, they're really just as good as whoever they've just taken off. Exactly. And I think that's where Liverpool are li- li- missing something. Yeah, look, I, I think names, names. To be honest, the player I wouldn't, have, I would have liked. And, you know, we were obviously kind of, always linked with him for a while. James Rodriguez? Now. Is it James Rodriguez? <laughs> Is that who you're about to say? That's exactly no, right. No. No. Um, actually, it was, it was probably Tim, Timo Werner, I think, would have been a good fit. Yeah. But oh, that said, yeah. it's, you know, you've got to think, you, you've got to get quality players and who are going to be happy to sit on the bench and fight for a spot because, you know, that those front three aren't going to get displaced. And I think that's yeah. the thing with Origi as well. Um, you know, he pops up with the occasional um, clutch goal, but um, he's got that personality where he's just quite happy to be a, you know, part-timer so to speak yeah um and i think we need we definitely need another center back but who not sure not there's sure not many honest. i think center backs are a uh, high in demand in the world right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's, there's, there's very few immense center backs going around you, you know there's yeah. uh, when you see chelsea sign um silver you, you think um, that, that is a sign that there actually aren't that many world-class center backs available if a 35 year old is, is a good solution that's true. Very On true. the um, young players, Wayne, there's a few people yes. that I'd want to know a little bit more about that may mm-hmm. come through this year. The kind of Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott, can't say his name. Yeah. Uh, Nico Williams, Rian Brewster's looked good in preseason mm-hmm. and did yes. really well at Swansea last year on loan. Um, Ryan. Ryan, isn't it Ryan? No, it's Rian. Uh, Rian, yep, Rian. Rian, really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's very Go much on. a Rian. Okay. Is there any standout standout ones for you, Wayne, that you think this year's the year? Look, I mean, those names you mentioned, yeah, all there. Curtis Jones, as I said, will will get definitely more of a run. The guy, um, I mean, he played, he was playing an anchor role the other day and he looked quite comfortable. I mean, mind you, it was against the Blackpool, but as I said, he's he's been quite, I won't mention the goal against Everton, sorry, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is that he's, for a young man, he's very confident on the ball and, um, you know, we're, as I said, if Wijnaldum goes then and we get Thiago or whatever, but we need those types of players because we don't necessarily have a lot of them in midfield. Mm. And um, him and a couple of other names, I'd say look out for um, Billy, I'm going to say it's right, Comiscio, the young French yeah. international, yeah, young okay. centre-back, and the guy's built like a tank. Um, you see him, he's, he's huge. He's actually taller than Van Dyke. Um, <laughs> he's had a good pre-season. But, uh, yeah, Rian Brewster is the, I think... From a personal perspective, I'd love to see him get a chance. I suspect, though, that he'll probably get uh, loaned out again, which is a shame because I think the kid, um, he's got definite potential there. Um, yeah, and there's a couple of, you know, as I said, Nico Williams looks to be quite cemented now as that backup for, um, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And, uh, yeah, you know, some, some really good kids coming through. So, yeah, look, Harvey L- Probably the one to really keep an eye on. Keep in mind that he's really, what, 16, 17. But, yeah. um, that, that boy's got a big future ahead of him. Can I ask you a, a conceptual question? I, I don't want to just throw it on you. <laughs> Do, watching you play last year, I've never seen a set of fullbacks 
do what yours did. Um, the you know Trent Alexander Arnold as a as a right back playmaker. Never <laughs> never never seen in my life. Interesting fact about Trent Alexander Arnold, by the way. Do you know he's the only Premier League player that has three first names? <laughs> There you go. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, do you think that your fullbacks are more important to your style of play than your three forwards? Wow, that's that's a good question. In the build-up, definitely, yes. Um, let's be honest, without those two, we wouldn't have had the goals. I mean, what is it? Alexander Arnold had, what was it, 14 assists? 15, 15 in all comps, remember. yeah. Which is just, you know, ridiculous from a fullback position. Um, and even, you know, um, what's his Robertson. name? Like Robertson, Robo, you know, similar. Like um, that said, um, I think you might see a shift in our play this season. Klopp seems to have done that every year. We seem to have shifted. And I think also he doesn't want us to keep to be too one dimensional in the sense that, we all, you know, teams will figure us out. You stop Arnold and you stop Robbo, then, you know, that's a big goal supply. So, um, yeah, we, we might see a bit of a change in formation, I think. So maybe a bit more. And I think that was some was um, kind of theorising that's the reason why we're going after Thiago in the sense that he's that kind of player that can kind of build up more from the midfield. Um, yeah, he would be a great signing. Yeah, I'd like to get him and keep Wijnaldum if we can because I'm a big fan of Genie. I'm, I know he's got his critics, but he does a role that I think, you know, gets uh, a bit of a thankless task at times. So... He's, yeah. he's a player that I think Klopp made better. He's, again, I'd say that the majority of your players Klopp made better. But yes, he's a player that, so. you know, he wasn't ripping up trees at Newcastle, in my opinion. I, I thought he was a Man. he was fine. He had his mm. best best Newcastle game against you, against Liverpool. Yeah. That's probably, <laughs> that probably sealed the deal. But, um, but I don't think that he was anywhere near where he is at now. So, so there's something about Klopp's coaching. You know, when I, when I look at the bargains he's got, I don't feel that, you know, he just happens to have the best scouting network in the world and has found these players that no one's seen. Mm. He obviously does something to them. Now, so yeah. for you watching them evolve, what what does he do? Wow. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, first and foremost, I think yeah, I think I think he's he's just a very positive person to begin with. And I don't mean that positive in that he doesn't see the negative because you know, I've seen him get angry, you've seen him, you know, you've seen him bollock players in the game, but I think he's just um He's got this knack, and I think his man management, personal, especially one-on-one, is good. And I think also he's a very good tactician as well, and I, that's what I think a lot of people don't give him credit for. Um, you know, they credit him, you know, for being, um, you know, this man motivator and, you know, unearthing talent and always positive and, you know, um, you know, cuts through all the crap when he talks, but a lot of people don't realise he's, he's very good with his tactics as well. So, um, excuse me, sorry, that's the beer. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, but... Um, yeah, I think, look, I think belief, and, you know, he said that to us on the first day when he joined Liverpool. He said, I'm going to turn you, you know, from doubters into believers. So he says, come with me for the ride. And I think that's what he's done with the players as well, that, you know, I think they even said it before the Barcelona game, that second league, that famous, you know, they come from behind against Barca, that he said, you know, you can do this. And, you know, he's going to believe that, but he genuinely believed it. So I guess, you know, when you get a manager like that, that also lives and breathes the whole ethos of the club. You know, he gets it. He gets the city. Um, I think that translates a lot to the onto, onto the pitch as well. So yeah, a lot of people. It's a lot of people have said. You know, he he is. He's the reincarnation of you know, um, or incarnation, sort of second coming of Shanks, of yeah. Shankly. And I, I think that's very true. 
It's interesting that you said that he doesn't get the credit for the tactics because you've had managers that are phenomenal man managers. You know, you've had mm. Brendan Rogers for all of his faults. He, he, he is, he lives and breathes off being a man manager. You know, he's yes. a motivator of humans. Um, he's also, he's an astute tactician, but not in the same way club. I'm not sure that they, that Brendan Rogers improves players the same way. Kenny Dalgleish is a great man manager. Um, mm. So you, you've had you've had these people who are motivated. So when people, you know, when I hear that Klopp is just positive, I feel like I'm missing something here because you've had some pretty positive people in the past. So it's good yeah, to I, say that. So I was, I was going to say, also, I think that, you know, whenever he's, he's been a coach, even when back in Germany, in both, both major, he was always up against it in the sense that it was always a bigger, better team with more resources and but the thing with Klopp is, as he said, he's I think he's he'd be quite happy to walk away from football without you know not even bleak that you know all right my time's done, yeah. and I think that's what it is for him. It's not um, I don't know I, I I think that's what it is. Maybe there is a um, a belief there, but he knows that hey you know there are more important things. But sometimes you know that kind of makes you <laughs> to the unbelievable. Um, so yeah, look as I said, if if I. I guess if I knew his complete form, I'd probably be in his position. But, <laughs> um, on, I'm not uh, as I said. Throw in coaches. Just put it down to throw in coaches. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly I have, what um, his name. Get that guy. It was good, the throwing coach. Um, I have a question yeah. on Klopp um, that may be coming because I'm a Man United fan. Um, but yes. he, <laughs> his time at Dortmund, he faded yeah. quite badly in the last season. It's, yes. Yeah, the the kind of club were in the relegation zone, and they, that's right. Uh, yep, all went wrong. Um, kind of the magic was gone, the motivation was mm. gone. Something happened, and Klopp stepped away and needed a break, and then obviously went to Liverpool and has done amazing. That's right. Are there any yep. concerns? He, he's been with you guys for five years now, I think. Yes. Mm. Yep. Um, and he's just signed a new five-year contract. Is there mm-hmm. any concerns that in a year or two there may be? And we've talked about the slow signings or lack of signings coming. Mm. Is there going to be a burnout? Is there going to be a Liverpool drop-off in the next couple of years? Yeah, I, I think that last season at Dortmund, he had a horrible injury run to begin with, if I remember right. He lost a lot of... Well, actually, he lost some of his big names to buy in, if I'm correct, Lewandowski. <laughs> Always the way they do every year. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and was it, um, was it also Marco Ruiz, if I remember right? Mm. I can't remember one of them left. But he had a horrible run with injuries. And, yeah, look, I mean... Uh, you know, it's always in the back of your head, kind of, you think, well, is this season going to be kind of, you know, a fade out? But then again, like, you know, the beginning of last season, I thought, well, you know, that's it. We we, we got picked to the post by one point and we you know, got, still got 95 points or whatever it was. Um, but then we went and did, you know, what we did last year. And um, So I guess one thing I've learned is do not underestimate or doubt this man. And I think that's part of the thing too, why I'm not probably um, panicking with our lack of signings. I just felt, you know, these guys have proved me wrong year in, year out. And so I guess, you know, coming into the season, we'll know. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty much really it. But I guess, you know, still hopeful, very hopeful. For the, uh, well, talking of this next season, your first five games, uh, Leeds at home, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, Villa away, and then Everton away. So Merseyside Derby in the first five. Yeah. Um, that's a meaty first five games. You could know a lot after that first five games, I think. Very true. I mean, I've always said this, that, you know, people said, yeah, that's a hard start. But by the same token, that teams, those teams also have to play us. So, you know, just as hard for them. Um, yes. 
Leeds will be an interesting one. Probably a lot of emotion in that. And you know, um, Biesla is a bit of a crazy man, so they will press us from the get go. But um, at home, I'd back us against anyone. Chelsea away, yeah, that'll be a tricky one. Um, but I'd probably say, to be honest, the toughest one is probably Everton because, um, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that lightly either. Yeah. But, you know, it's at Goodison, isn't it? It is, yeah, 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 it's a way, yeah, yeah. We, we, I don't, I don't think Klopp's actually won at Goodison since he's in his time with us. If I'm correct, it's a draw have... every year. It's a, it's a, it's a really yeah. horrible draw every year. <laughs> you guys, you guys actually almost won last year, if I remember right. I think, it yeah, was. I think so. Yeah, and the year, year before, no, you won the year before when Pickford let Origi just, you know, flick it in off his, off his. You remember that? Yeah, yeah that was great. Yes. We'll, we'll all just drink to that, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have put Jordan Pickford in the Zidane or Kilban comment. I asked you a question, Jeff. All right, my turn very quickly. Sorry, I'm going to take over a bit. Yeah, go on. What do you think of Pickford? Seriously. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, just so you don't have to listen to a back catalogue of football sheds for the last four years. Um, <laughs> I feel like Jordan Pickford is key to how we play football. Now, that doesn't mean he's a great goalkeeper. So uh, I, agree. The, the, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. So, the, so his ability to play out from the back, his ability to spot a pass, play with his feet, um, play quickly, go from back to front, um, to 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 play a ball over a trap or through a trap. All of these things are attributes that you don't get regularly with goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. However, he lets in some fucking howlers, and you just can't. You can't understand it. And and people call it concentration. They say he's not concentrating. I just think he makes mistakes. They're mistakes. Like, yeah, you can't just so. say he's, like, away with the fairies. He's not. He's concentrating. He just makes errors. I think last year mm-hmm. he was the most errors leading to goals of any player in the league, and that's mm-hmm. really, really bad. Yeah, five goals he conceded. If put up my head, five goals I think he conceded that were errors that he made that led to goals. And when the team is shaky at the back like Everton, you can't afford that. It, it means that those centre-backs who are sitting in front of you just don't have the confidence. So change Pickford, you change the way Everton play football. However, you shore it up. So it's yes. a flip of a coin. True. Actually, John, we want to speak about your goalie anyway. Sorry. Oh, God, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> used to be really good, but anyway. Yeah, and now we're going to pay him 300 grand a week to sit on the bench for a season, so that's good. So. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. you got Henderson, isn't it? Yeah, i got Henderson back from Sheffield United. So. That's right. Um, I've got one last question on the Liverpool kind of meet of things. A bit of a yeah. left-field one. Um, But the Women's Super League is kicking off in the UK. It's going really well and women's football is really taking off. The Liverpool women's team seems to be criminally underfunded at the moment. Um, Like Man City and Man United are going gangbusters. Chelsea are signing Mm. every good player on the planet. Um, And there's a stat I heard the other day. Basically, you need about £10 million a year and you can run a top-level women's team that could challenge the Champions League. Is there any talk of Liverpool changing their stance on that are they going to put a bit more money behind it or do you know do you know it's interesting you say that because a few years ago we were actually one of the better teams and um you know we we're pushing quite high but yeah it's gone south quite quickly we've lost a lot of good players and um it's disappointing actually um to be honest i haven't heard many rumblings of what's going on um all i know is that yeah we fans we were quite dismayed i think we lost um coach i'm correct as well and uh sorry i'm just really trying to wreck my brain here but um no, you're right. no disappointing so as i said yeah it'd be nice to see them definitely put a 
wee bit more money bit back into it. it. Yeah, I think you so. Know, I, as I said, I, I think it's... Um, I'm not entirely sure why those departures happened in the first place. Uh, so, yeah, disappointing, though. Yeah. No, I hope the club put a bit of pressure on them to do a bit more about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, we're going to finish with a few uh, quick fire questions, Wayne, just to kind of That's finish correct. off. Um, but before you do that, um, you're a member of the Liverpool Australia Supporters Group. If there's people out there yes. listening and they want to get part of the group or they want to search you guys and find out where they can watch games together, etc., is there anywhere that they should go? Yeah, actually, you can go to my website at uh, liverpoolaustralia.com.au. It's been around since 1998. Um, used to be called the L Files, but there's a page on there which basically links to all the official Liverpool supporters group in Australia. So each major state here in Australia does have its own supporters group and they run by really good people. Otherwise, if you're on Twitter, just look me up at uh, LFC underscore Australia and yeah, see you online. Perfect. Thanks, mate. Now, this is your final three questions. So just right. single, single word answers. Your final okay. league position. Number one. The one player to watch this season from Liverpool? Takumi Minamino. And a bit of a left field one. Who's going to win the Euros in 2021? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say France. Nice. Good one. And they'll play, they'll play Holland in the final. Well, that'd be a good final. <sighs> we're kind of hoping England get there somehow. But... Uh, not sure. Current form, I'm not sure they're going to do it. So. Oh, he knows. He Spencer, knows. they said I have Pickford between the sticks. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for your time, Wayne. And, Pleasure, uh, guys. Pleasure. Thank you very much. And thanks, everyone, for listening at home. Um, as always, if you want to get in contact or ask us questions, um, just head to footballshed.com um, or just search Football Shed on Facebook. We can email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be back soon with another Sedge spe- Shed Special. See, I still can't say it. We should call it something <laughs> different. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya.